don't have to be like men and we're not so we're not we're not set up just our operating system is very different yeah. so for any woman that's really much in the masculine wants to get more into the feminine is really connecting with the body because the body has the wisdom the body has kept the score of everything you know there's a famous book the body keeps the score mm-hmm. of everything that have happened to you everything that you felt everything that you've experienced so it's really connecting to the body and there's so many tools to connect to the body Welcome back to the Nurse Star podcast. Today, I have the beautiful Elena on the show, and I can't wait to share her with you guys. She's such a magical soul, as you'll probably hear me say in this episode. She's a transformation coach. Um, She has a really unique way of guiding people and storytelling that really draws you in. I mean, that's how I was drawn to her, if you'll sing to her on another podcast and she really does have quite the story, which I'll let you jump into in a moment. Uh, but yeah, just a little bit of a heads up. We talk about things like inner child work, moving from a state of inadequacy to wisdom, which I think is so powerful because that journey, right? I mean, that you could also call that in a way like the life's journey, right? I, I feel and she feels, and we talk about it in this episode, how a lot of women have this program of being like I'm unworthy right I why you know we don't even try sometimes for things that we desire or we don't even let ourselves dream about certain things that we desire because we come from a place of like that would never happen for me and very personal share because this literally was a conversation I just had like an hour ago with my bestest friend in the whole world Karina you can listen to her on the podcast she's been on once and she will be our special 100th podcast episode (laughs) but anyway so her and I were just having a phone chat and yeah it's it's so funny because I we were her and I were talking about like wedding stuff and yeah like yeah like very very specifically wedding stuff I mean I was telling her about other stuff but I was telling her, I was like, honestly, like my whole, whole, whole life, I never, ever, ever, ever thought about weddings. Never. Not once. I, uh, no, like (laughs) not at all. Like it was, I was just not one of those girls who would daydream about what she would love and how she would dress and who would be there and what the locale would be and how would the flowers look like none of that. Uh, truly like that whole thought of a wedding for me was like just I don't I don't know was I actively avoiding it possibly because I had such worthiness issues around relationships like to the nth degree like truly uh, wow (laughs) I didn't date anybody until university and uh goodness gracious that was I mean, a lot for a lot of us, those first relationships are terrible. And that's what this one was. I mean, it came with a lot a heaping serving of lessons, let's just say. But yeah, like it was, you know, the whole idea of like a healthy, beautiful relationship was not something I ever imagined for myself because I just did not think I could ever have it. And the the reason really was, and I've done a lot of work on this, but since we're talking about inner child Elena and I in the show, and I don't really share too personally within the episode, so I think it might be interesting for you guys to hear here, this point in the intro. Um, yeah, it was like, you know, 
I just, I really didn't feel worthy whatsoever of, of having, yeah, just that having a a beautiful relationship, which sounds really sad and it sounds kind of crazy, like, which is sort of, no, most certainly why I was hesitating there because now, now I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm like 60 to 70% moved through that. I know I still have work to do, but the idea that I could never be in a beautiful relationship is not something I resonate anymore with anymore, but it was such a prevalent notion for me to the point where again, like the thought of a wedding was like, so not near my mind at all. And well, now, I mean, the reason her and I were chatting about it is because, I mean, we are not there yet. I will just saying that with my, my boyfriend then, but we are talking about it, right? Like we're talking about what, how big it would be, like where in the world we would do it. You know, we're talking about the details, not in any sort of deep planning sort of way. I mean, we're not even engaged, but you know, it's a conversation that comes up, I would say maybe monthly or something like that. And so it's just interesting because I was telling Karina, like, you know, like I'd never thought about it until he and I started having these conversations. And even still, like, it wasn't until I honestly feel today that even in spite of us having had those conversations, like I still never just kind of sat there and thought about it. So it's interesting. And, and so I shared with her some very, like three things that I thought of, because I'm definitely still a little bit blocked there because it's hard for me to envision in a way, in a way. Um, so yeah, the reason I share that is because I, as a consumer of podcasts myself, I always do find it very interesting when people will share like how this, this high level work that Elle and I talk about, about worthiness and about inner child stuff, like how does that sink in? How does that apply to like real life? And honestly, I do wish that actually just in, in retrospect now, I wish that I had shared this in the episode with her. However, I hadn't had the conversation with Karina yet. Uh, that was literally right after the podcast recording. And so that was really what inspired this intro and me sharing this. Um, because yeah, ultimately guys, like I, I, I really am not a fan of those podcasts that are too much in the high level and they don't take it back to reality. And you kind of feel like you're in a school lecture. I just personally, sometimes it's helpful because you maybe just really want to learn something, but for the most part, I do find this quite boring personally. And so please call me out if you feel I'm gearing that, if you feel I'm not being relatable, because that's really never my goal. And of course, though, human beings, we are um, naturally very self-protective. And so, yeah, I, this is my my plea to you, I guess, as a listener. If you do listen to this show, multiple episodes, and you notice, oh, she's not really going there, she's not really sharing, like, why is this interesting to her? Like, ask, because... It's not about you wanting to know more about me. And that's not why I share about myself because I don't think I'm anything, anyone special, not in a degrading way. Just, I really just feel like we're all one. And the reason that I do find it very powerful is not only because it is, yes, just interesting in general, um, but because of course, the more details that are shared, the more we can relate to each other, the more we know we're not alone, uh, the more we see ourselves in one another and maybe it will spur more thoughts within yourself of your own growth, your own life. So yeah. <laughs> All right. I didn't think I was going to go there with this intro, but 
I I think it's it's probably just the time for me to just stop telling you about what else is in this episode because there's a lot. So I'm just going to leave that to the description and also to your own exploration and discovery. So I will allow you to dive right on in now to this episode with the beautiful Elena and I hope you enjoy and let us know your thoughts. And I think for me, I'm on this cusp of some new era coming through and maybe it's like beginning of September. You know, usually like we have this like new year attached to the the, the school, right? Like boom, 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 yes. But I think like this with September coming with a full moon, it feels like something's coming to a closure for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited of like what's coming up in September and just and on. Yes. Yes. Me too. That's so funny that you, you speak about that with September. I always feel that way. For, I guess it's all of us since we're kids, especially for those of us who did start school in September. It's such like a, it's such a refreshing sort of like first chapter or next book science sort yeah. of energy yeah. in the air. And it's very, yeah, it's very like revitalizing after a sort of a slower, sleepy, relaxing kind of summer. Yeah. Know. Yeah. energized yeah so I would love to hear a little bit about what you were like as a kid and how that shows up in your day today how that's informed who you are today or a little Aww. bit of a backstory yeah thank you for asking this like my inner child my inner teenagers like yeah I get I get the stage I get to speak yes <laughs> because I've, I have been connecting a lot with my inner child and my inner teenager it's actually a big part of my work Mm-hmm. Um, to help women connect with that part of themselves because um, the way we are today is very much was influenced by how we were raised and influenced how we were growing up mm-hmm. so I grew up in a former Soviet Union um, and it's very interesting if I were to compare my life in America and I've been living in New York for 28 years mm-hmm. and my daughter's actually like right now going to college she just left a week ago oh. Uh, so I'm feeling that separation. I'm feeling very emotional around that as well. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking a lot about comparing myself in a way, like how she is as a 20, as, as an 18 year old young mm-hmm. girl, the way her childhood was here in America um, with everything available for her, with me and my husband supporting her so much and how I was raised back mm-hmm. in Soviet Union in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's like day and night. It's day and night. And not just that I changed uh, and immigrated to America and changed where I live and the times have changed, right? Like the well, internet, we have social media, like just the world, the phones, right? The world have changed so much in the past 20, 30 years. But even, even if I were to compare not just that, but also the inner work I have done so that my children are not having the same patterns and beliefs and programs and karma the way I did. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question is, yes, I was a very girly girl. I loved everything related to arts and beauty. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of, going back to astrology, I have a lot of, I'm a Libra moon and Libra Uh... sun, Mercury. Like I have a lot of Libra energy in me. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of Scorpio energy with me. Oh me. wow, beautiful! Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a it's a very interesting mix. <laughs> yeah, it's very Light, be very creative, know. a very creative soul. <laughs> yeah, I'm a very creative soul. I was very creative. I was any any after school activity, I was there, dancing, mm-hmm. performing, art, drama, painting, 
both arts and crafts, all sorts of things. And I went to, and I played piano. Mm -hmm. I went to music school for eight years. So I was a very artistic girl and I wanted to be in arts. I wanted to be a fashion designer. I wanted to be some creative or work in an art gallery. Like I always wanted to be so closely touched to beauty and just that feminine, beautiful energy. But what was interesting when I came to America at 17, I, for some some reason, and I think this wounded artist and wounded healer archetype that exists in all of us, right, around mm-hmm. can you be abundant while you're an artist? Can you be abundant while you're a healer, right? Yeah. And I think I did have some old programs within me that would, or even like just conditioning from society that it's not always possible. And I went into finance. I was working, I was living in New York City. Mm-hmm. I went to school five minutes from Wall Street. So it was like, I don't know how I made this decision. I had no mentors. I had no support. I just made a decision. I want to get on Wall Street. I want to be in finance. And I don't want to ever, ever be poor again. Uh-huh. Okay, that informs. That makes sense. Yeah, because when I came at 17, I had no money, no language, not, not nothing. Yeah. And I couldn't even buy a cup of coffee for myself or buy a subway ticket, like would walk the streets of New York City. So Granted, you... coffee in New York is 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 a, is pricey. <laughs> but yeah. Well, right now it's like seven bucks at Starbucks. Exactly. It's crazy. But but then you could get a coffee for for a dollar. You could definitely get a coffee mm-hmm. for a dollar in those vending machines or whatnot. So um, so yeah, I wanted to make money. I wanted to support myself. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to buy myself beautiful things. I wanted to do all of that. And for me, I thought back then that going into finance was the very solid, proven way of doing that. And plus, I was very good in math. So for me, it wasn't hard to study. I graduated with honors and I got on Wall Street and I worked there for 20 years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and how was that? Like, did it did you did it work for you? Because of course, it was fulfilling certain things, right? Like the money. Yeah. And so, how did it sit with you? Like, was it great at first, and then? Maybe- yeah, it was great at first. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It was great at first because just imagine, like me, twenty two year old girl, just came from so former Soviet Union five years ago, and now I'm on Wall Street. I work with all these highly intelligent brilliant people Harvard graduates just I I was always like how did I even get here Uh, so it was of course the it's a it's a combination of determination hard work and luck and Mm -hmm. some unseen guidance that's been guiding me all my life to Mm -hmm. get what I got so it was exciting at first and you know when you can um, it was fun. I was I was great at what I was doing. I was climbing my corporate ladder. That's what I thought I wanted to do. I met my husband in my first job. Mm-hmm. It was like it was meant for me to be there. It was it was a, a destiny of sort. Um, and then I was climbing the ladder, and I realized by the time I got to be thirty, and I had two kids already. I was a VP in finance. Like I was doing all the great things. Oh, wow. And I realized like I am missing something. Like I had this nagging feeling that something is is missing. Mm-hmm. And um I was climbing, like my I always say the ladder was leaning against the wrong wall for me. Ah, oh, it's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I knew that deep deep down inside I meant for something else. Mm-hmm. And I was really missing those feminine. Uh, characteristics of me of just being free and dance and be inside my body and just create and like I was missing that part a lot mm-hmm. and that's when I started to got on a path of self-discovery 
really started to ask big questions and having more self-awareness of is it really it is it is it what I meant to do is there something else and of course when you got into the system that's like sucks you in and you have this golden handcuffs as I call it it's hard to break free from that because you already have kids you already have mortgages like you already got into a system and like I needed to overcome a lot of my fears and insecurities to live that world to now become a coach a transformation coach and work with women and get into the energy and spiritual psychology and all these other things that I'm doing now Mm -hmm. yeah the fear was there I'm curious about the fears because there must have been quite a few or I imagine in different in different areas like first I'm curious like was anybody around you kind of going through any sort of inner work in that way like was your husband going through that was any of your nobody around me was going through it and it was before we had this uh, we had instagram everybody talking about coaching and healing and podcasts Mm -hmm. i mean it was it was 10 years ago um a little bit more and then nobody was talking about it and i didn't have anybody in my in my surrounding to talk about these things and but luckily what they say is like when the student is ready the teacher shows up Mm. I did have some teachers shows up these are not the people that would be having a lot of followers on Instagram mm-hmm. so I had teachers show up I had books falling off the shelves like I started to get into it because I I, I really feel that I was ripe for it I was ready for it yeah. and um, my husband wasn't into it my friends were like what's going on with her yeah <laughs> I'm getting a lot of like rolling eyes for people and when you awake and I do call it spiritual awakening when you go through spiritual awakening, it, it, it comes in phases. Mm-hmm. But there was one phase in my life that um, we had Deepak Chopra who came into my corporate job wow. to talk about what it means to be an enlightened leader, what it mm-hmm. means to be having self-awareness. And as he was talking, I was taking notes and I had so many aha moments and so many insights. I was like, oh my God, I am an, I, I am meant to be an enlightened leader. Like, But oh. what is like, how do I get there? Yeah. And he had a little, like a little meditation at the end of the presentation. And just imagine me on Wall Street sitting with like 200 people, shoulder to shoulder, mostly men, ambitious, uh-huh. imperative, you know, materialistic, all these people next to me. And I'm having this meditation and I'm having almost like out-of-body experience. And when I came back, I'm like, what was this? I need to more, I need to know more. I need to start meditating more. Uh-huh. I need start just going deep within myself mm-hmm. but I, I could have this blissful out-of-body kind of experience mm-hmm. again and again and again like I don't want it to be just once I wanted yeah. to re-experience that bliss of connecting with myself with connecting with my own higher self mm-hmm. and that's when I started to like read Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle I started to have spiritual teachers come in I started to travel the world to sacred sites, Peru, Mount Shasta, Sidona, Glastonbury. Like I started to just every, every day, every month, something was happening at like lighting speed. Wow. And I was doing this. um, I didn't have people in my close circle doing any of that, but I was expanding my circle. I was Mm -hmm. hiring teachers, hiring coaches learning discovering like never never stopping I just wanted to know as much as I can and heal myself as much as I can from all my emotional turmoils etc so yeah that was the path yeah I, I imagine probably stuff comes up right like if you're 
not necessarily quite as connected prior to, which no one really is. That's sort of what it's all about. You go back and you realize, oh, wow, like I have this stored emotion or that thing that I never fully processed. Like I imagine a lot of things kind of came up for you that were perhaps confronting that you had to move through. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think it still does because this mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like healing journey ever ends, mm-hmm. but it's definitely getting easy and you get you, you just go through those um, healing emotions much, much faster when you start realizing, oh, I see where it's coming from. Oh, I see how it shows up because the healing journey, I always think of it, uh, it goes on a spiral. Mm-hmm. So the deeper you go, sometimes you keep you keep coming back to the same kind of issues oh I I thought I I healed that part of my childhood but then you go deeper 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 so yeah a lot of things came up I mean again just imagine myself growing up in Soviet Union it it was things like spirituality sexuality creativity that just did not exist Uh Uh, let alone just you know I always feel like we have our own personal things we're going through and then at some point you start healing also your lineage, your female lineage, like you start going deeper, you start maybe connecting with your past lives. It just depends how deep people get to on the journey. Um, and probably your listeners can be at a different parts of the journey at this point. Yeah. But I, I, I guess you get to the point where you would just want to become lighter and you have to go into those deep, deep, deep shadows of yourself. Yeah. yeah. I love that that way of putting it. And it's something I've been like kind of mulling through my mind lately, like that becoming lighter idea because it's such a great visual, but also like an embodied sort of visual. Like you just, we all know that feeling of like, when we're like, oh, like your shoulders go down, you feel like you're like physically lighter, which is, it's, in, it's incredible. So you yeah. said you had this, this money you know that you went to wall street like that was what it was serving it was serving you and your needs for a different kind of life than the life that you had how did you go about letting go of that like of course there was there some sort of fear like cropping up at that point when it was like that was your financial provider and then yeah yeah. it's a great question and i think it's so multifaceted Mm -hmm. um I do believe that right now at the the way the earth is raising its consciousness and so many people awakening, so many people coming, uh, activating their gifts and talents, I do believe that we're getting into a, an era where we can enjoy what we do, love what they do, and simultaneously make money for it. Yeah right because the old paradigm of working hard and i was sold that paradigm like living an american dream mm-hmm. you work hard and you get compensated for it right mm-hmm. it does work i, I don't want to deny it it does work and it did work mm-hmm. but i think now we're getting into a new way of living and trust me like i needed to build this whole new operating system within myself Mm. of how can I make money without working hard? Because those old programs keep showing up. It's like, oh, you're lazy today. Get to work, right? Like, oh, you oh, were yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like we can have this inner critic within us. And like, and there's a lot of coaches right now talking about this whole idea of receptivity and being in the feminine energy and just receiving and being in abundance. Mm-hmm. It also works. But I think for me, I've, the only way that it works for me personally is when I find the balance between the two Mm -hmm. that yes, 
I need some structure. I need some masculine way of doing things, right? Like providing for myself some sort of a structure for then let my feminine flow through it. And mm -hmm. then where I, I'm in my element and I enjoy and I create and I do like a great example for that would be my retreats, right? I do retreats for women. That's the first thing that I started to do when I left my corporate career. Uh, but then we had COVID, COVID happened, this put it a whole fault. But my very first retreat in 2019, uh, the way I did it, the way I envisioned it, uh, when I even just put it on my social media that I'm doing a retreat, I sold it in 24 hours because of just having, um, my vision was, yes, I'm having my masculine side where I'm organizing everything, I'm booking a house, I'm planning the trip, I'm, you know, organizing all these people who's going to do this role or that role, I'm hiring a chef, like I'm doing action steps for this retreat to be performed and done well and for the, everybody to enjoy it and then once I got to be to in the house on a beautiful beach and everything was just so gorgeous I got into my feminine where I'm a healer when I'm holding energy when I'm in my beauty when we're doing practices and so that was a very good combination of both of my skills and both of my sides mm -hmm. and I feel like if, if I'm continuing to do that in all, all aspects of my business, like building a website, building the structure, having all the payments up front, like having all these things set up and then getting into flow when I'm on a webinar and a masterclass and I'm just in my element, kind of in the channeling, channeling mode, just sharing from my heart, from my highest self of like what I want to share. Mm -hmm. And it's healing and it's activating people having aha moments. So having a balance between the two is what helped me build my, my business right now. Yeah, that's really? huge. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Because I think like, I know like a lot of very creative people, people who even listen to this show or who perhaps follow you or follow me on online. And there's, there is sometimes a struggle to, there's the desire to be in the flow all the time, to be always in the feminine, to always be creating uh, from the heart, but not so much with the structure, with the the masculine energy of organization sort of holding the whole thing together. Do you encounter with the people that you work with, like women who are kind of in that place of like being almost not full, maybe almost fully in the feminine and sort of struggling with integrating the masculine? I think my audience is, is, is actually an opposite. I have a lot of clientele that get attracted to me because there's so much in the in the masculine okay and I think it's because of like my embodiment and my um way of being on Wall Street and coming from that masculine world of competing mm. doing constantly analyzing logic 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 yeah and you get to a point where it's not healthy for the feminine body just not how you go through burnout you go through all sorts of things with your health and just you get to a point where you want to get more creative you want to be more in the flow okay. you want to have you know a libido and you want to just like yeah. be be a woman yeah um, right so I get a lot of my clients who's interested in activating more the feminine side mm -hmm. because they're not so well already in the masculine right they mm -hmm. have the structure they know how to they know how to do things mm -hmm. but they don't know how to be right and they, they don't know how to be within that so but of course, I get I get both sides. I do yeah. get attracted. I, 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 a lot of creatives get attracted to me as well. Yeah. People who just want to be in the flow. But I always I always say, 
I think of like feminine and masculine is is like a river. Like you need banks for mm-hmm. the river. The banks is that structure. Mm-hmm. Even like as a writer, because I do write a lot as a creative, when I have even like my desk organized in a way that I have my candle, I have my notebook, I have my computer, like I have everything set up. Yeah. Then I just sit down and energy flows. When I need to do things before my energy, like I need to prepare for that for the energy to then flow and it applies to so many other things so when you do have some sort of a structure some sort of an outline and then within that outline let the energy flow and and be creative within some sort of a structure that's that's how it works for me maybe it does different way for different people but i found that if i have a bit of a structure set up for myself even like while writing a book like having a chapter names and then write each chapter oh yeah yeah, I love that. I, I think it's more simple. And when I when I'm thinking of the women who are very much in the feminine, I think sometimes from what I've heard in discussion, it can be almost an overwhelm at the thought of the masculine of like creating all the titles, let's say for all the chapters. However, yeah. once that um, outline is given, it actually is a lot easier, because then yeah. you can, you know, have that flow without maybe kind of spreading yourself all over the place and then not being able to utilize anything because there's there wasn't yeah. a, a clear structure. So I'm curious on the other side, like with the women that you do typically see, like what are some of the the tools or the practices that you do recommend to them for activating? Because I also know I have those listeners as well who are on the other side, who are burnt out, who, yeah. you know, which is it's so many people these days because of the world is set up very much in that way to propagate that. So how do you help them? Like, what do you suggest them to do of course your retreats I'm sure are helpful Um, yeah 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 it's a great question I agree with you I think there are more women on the masculine side just by the way of the world right Mm -hmm. and we I think even feminism didn't do us a favor when they said we have to be like men (laughs) we don't we don't have to be like men and we're not so we're not we're not set up just our operating system is very different. Yeah. So for any woman that's really much in the masculine wants to get more into the feminine is really connecting with the body because the body has the wisdom. The body has kept the score of everything. You know, there is a famous book, the body keeps the score mm-hmm. of everything that have happened to you, everything that you felt, everything that you've experienced. So it's really connecting to the body and there's so many tools to connect to the body. Right, as simple as getting a massage or taking a dance class or yoga class mm. that can help you move some of the energy. There could be many different somatic practices that you could do to um, release anger, release shame, release toxicity. Um, I do, on like on my retreats, I do a lot of like breath work mm. uh, exercises, dancing, yoga connecting to nature women really get a lot of energy from connecting to nature even like walking by the shore listening to music or swimming like water is a great element it has a very feminine essence Mm -hmm. so for me anything related to water just from taking a shower sitting in the bath or swimming in the ocean just walking by the ocean with my favorite playlist it's spending time with yourself, spending time with nature, trying to disconnect as much as possible. I know it's impossible to completely disconnect from the devices and from, from work and from all of that, but creating space for yourself when you're with yourself um, 
it that's what really like I would say that was the first step for me mm-hmm. and it does work and it's the first step for all my clients um when I I have these artist dates with myself when I just spend maybe a few hours a week by myself and I've been a very busy person all my life. Like I have two kids. I live in New York City. And when somebody tells me that it's impossible, trust me, it's possible. If I have done it, working on Wall Street for 12 hours a day and raising kids and living in New York, yeah, it's possible. When you decide for yourself that you're worthy of living life in health, mm-hmm. in vitality, in energy, when you decide that you are your priority, that nobody can do this for you, but you have to do it for you, it works. It really does. And it's just beautiful now the end when you connect to your body, when you connect to your heart, you start listening to your intuition. Like when people tell me, how do you activate your intuition? It's your soul speaking through your body. It's having those goosebumps. It's having those insights. It's having those activations. And when you become sensual, when you move every all these negative stuck emotions from yourself, you become more sensual, you become more connected to you, to your own heart, to your own body, to your own womb. And um, the energy starts flowing and you start being this magnetic, beautiful goddess that people wants to be around. Yeah. Did you notice people? I'm, sh- I'm sure you did. But did you notice people comment on, oh, like something's different about you, like as you went, moved through this? Of course, definitely. And even like within my own family, like my, my the way my children were with me, with the way my husband was with me. Because when you work on Wall Street, when you're so much in the masculine, you come home, like you need to like take out your armor because you get to be in that, you know, in that state of being because everything is around your state of being. Uh-huh. So how you feel, people react to it. And we have this mirror neurons, right? Like we're all mirroring each other. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a beautiful feminine energy, the way your kids are with you, like they get activated from that, you know, mm-hmm. the way your husband is with you, he gets activated through that. So when you do this work for you, it's not only that your whole family feels it. Your yeah. friends feel it. Your your clients would feel it. So always choose work on your state of being and that will reflect back. And that's what you could do for, not just for you, just the world. That's how we change the world by changing our state of being. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so beautiful. Are there like, out of curiosity, are there common obstacles or excuses? I mean, you did mention the one with not enough time, but are there common things that you do hear from women, whether they're very valid or yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, it's always the resources, right? They don't have time, they don't have money for for doing this work, right? Like I, people, usually like on my retreats, women, when some women are like never allowed themselves to go on a retreat, right? Mm-hmm. So they never allowed themselves to leave the family and kids because we get to, like we're all women in general are so nurturing and we always put somebody first before us. Mm-hmm. But it's a double-edged sword because you think that you're helping someone all the time by, but like helping others, but then you just not filling up your own cup and people will feel it. So you're feeding other people from your empty cup, right? Yeah. So you think you're doing them a favor, but you're not. So what, every time women would leave their home and go and retreat with me for a week, they always come back and people, always, their family is always like, oh my God, like they feel the energy that they bring him back. So that's what's beautiful. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's deciding that you're worthy of spending money on on a coach or on a retreat. 
Mm-hmm. Because we tend to like, oh, I'd rather spend this money on my kids. Or I'd rather spend this money on my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's money and time. It's usually resources is the first thing that people are lacking. Yeah. But they, it's beautiful. Like I just, I had this beautiful manifestation story that I'm going to share on my, yeah. on my Instagram in a few days. Like I had somebody approach me that, sh- that I had a potential client who wanted to work with me one-on-one. And I told her my price and uh, my package. And um, she's like, I, I I wish I could work with you. I just can't afford this right now. But I really, really wish I could work with you. Um, and she asked me for the discount. And I don't do discounts anymore. Like if I've given a price for someone of what I think I'm worthy and I really, really value my work, um, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't give her a discount because then I thought, well, energetically then if I'm give her 30% discount like I would feel that I'm have to show up 70% of my time and it's not and it's not good for her or me and I wanted yeah. to be 100% dedicated to this work and I want to elevate her that she receives 100% of this work so I said I'm, I'll be ready for you whenever you are come back but I I, I cannot decrease my price I kid you not like five days late, five days later she texted me to say that all of a sudden, out of the blue, she received this bonus from her company. She worked with children. All of a sudden, they were praising her. To, like, they never in my life given me a bonus for this oh, time. Just like wow. in the middle of the summer to give a bonus. Wow. She receives a bonus exactly the amount of what my work with her would be. My even before you finished that sentence and I knew the extent of what my whole legs just got chills. Like that was like so that is, oh and I'm having like a, a goosebumps right now. Yes. See this. Because that was universe responding to both of us, to me for believing in me and in my work and not devaluing it. Of course, I could I could have taken 30% discount and, and because it's it's still good money, you know what I mean? And we tend to be in this. Uh, shadow right we need to be in this in this archetype of like devaluing our work I didn't I didn't I decided that I won't do it I elevated myself I elevated her and she manifested that money to work with me it was just so beautiful of how the universe responded to all of us we were just like you know cloud nine of happiness of what have happened and then when she started to work with me, she believed that in, there's so much in this work. And I, 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 I go at like light speed right now. Like my coaching clients get so many results. Mm-hmm. She went to, in three weeks, she went to her therapist that she worked for a year and a half. And he did not recognize her. She's like, what happened? She's uh-huh. like, and, and he said, you don't need my work anymore. So year and a half of work with a therapist didn't give her enough healing the way she did it with me for three weeks. Oh and like I have it on my Instagram in my in my stories you could you could see it yeah. uh, of oh, her right. sharing that they she 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 stopped working with a the therapist because of the work that she's done with me was that much beneficial for her wow. and that's it for life right and then I think the universe just responded if you're ready for this work if you say yes mm-hmm. my answer was why I started to share the story resources will show up yeah time yes. will show up when yeah. I said yes to this work, my husband took my kids in the playground while I was in my meditation healing uh, sessions with my coach. Yeah. So, so I, got, I would get a bonus that I would need to spend on a retreat. Somehow the universe just conspires to help you when you say yes to this work. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. Yeah. So any objections that people have, if you really feel that this is for you, go for it. 
go jump off the cliff the, your wings will sh like the universe will pick you up it always works that's beautiful because I had a bit of a clarifying question but I think you just answered it because I was going to say you said that it's about worthiness right and I was going to say or ask you like is that just a choice is that just a choice that we make and then as you said the universe supports you support as the coach or yeah whatever yeah. is that what you would say if someone's like well I don't know how to tell myself I'm worthy or to believe I'm worthy like what if someone struggles with that is it just about taking like having faith in yourself or having faith in yourself but also I feel at some point I I, I have this phrase that I use sometimes you can borrow my belief in you because mm -hmm. I, I know people don't believe in themselves and I'm really really intimate with the shadow of unworthiness very mm -hmm. intimate I know it like no other and if any of your followers, listeners know Jinkies, yeah. because I use this instrument. I am, um, this is my tool. I use it a lot. And Can I you use explain it what it is for anyone who doesn't know? Yeah. So Jinkies is a spiritual technology, as they call it. It was created by Richard Rod. Um, it's a combination of astrology, human design, Kabbalah, I Ching. It's a book of wisdom. It, it's based on a premise that we have these gene codes within ourselves or keys there are 64 keys within us but then based on your birthday you can you could go to jinkies.com and you can run your free profile it will tell you what your life purpose is what your challenges are what's your um what's activating you how do you like it answers a lot of different answers and gives you an answer to a lot of different questions that you may have about yourself <laughs> and um, everything in those jinkies, it's, it's explained by the means of an archetype, right? So we all have these archetypes within ourselves and we have a shadow side to us and we have a gift or city side to us, right? Everybody does. Like by being a human, we are human and a divine in one form. So my jinky is the key 48. It's my life's work. And the path that I needed to walk myself and I work all my clients with, and I think every single woman on this planet would need to walk this walk this path it's the path of from inadequacy or feeling not good enough unworthiness this is all cinema right inadequacy to wisdom wow. from inadequacy to wisdom and i am walking this talk i'm walking i'm walking my life's path for me and for other women is that I do feel by, I don't want to go deep into this whole DNA of what have happened with humanity and what could have happened with women and if there were any manipulations to our DNA, but we have this feeling of unworthiness and it starts, it starts according to Jinkies, it starts around the age of seven. You know, the, that period between seven and 14, where emotional intelligence is being activated and developed a lot of girls during that time start feeling unworthy. And I don't think we have the support of a system, the education system, our schools, our mothers could not support us during the, what we needed in those times. And I think it's even getting worse with the social media, with everything that the kids get exposed to right now, right? This feeling of comparison and unworthiness, it starts at that age. So you have to really work with your inner child, your inner teenager to really uncover that right because just to say have faith 
go get yourself flowers mm -hmm. and all these other things we could do right on mm -hmm. a like a shallow level yes they work yes they pretty they yes they are but i think unless you go deep into those facets of yourself to really dig out what could have happened during those times what could have you have heard what 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 you hear, heard from your mother how are you with your father like all like uncovering uncovering your childhood uncovering those beliefs that's what's really going to help you to let go of certain things let go of those limitations and really start feeling worthy and bringing your personal power back that's what it is if we talk about personal power it's it start building up this feeling of worthiness self-worth it's very it comes very early in a, in a life very early so we need to go into those deeper parts of ourselves to to heal that mm -hmm. that's powerful and it sounds i mean you there was a one of the first things you said is that a huge part of your work is inner child work so yeah. that makes yeah. that that completely follows and i love that you said that you know for someone who's let's say on the precipice of investing in a coach like yourself or investing in something else like to have like well it makes more sense in this context but to yeah to borrow that belief in in them that you would have that you can hold that sort of like a vision holder that you can hold that for them and because yeah. that's really powerful it's very comforting as well to people who do really want the guide in their life yeah and I also and I also use jinkies for that because I know the people even even well when I coach people a lot of things that I do is very intuitive. So in a way, I am a channel, right? I am coming into a state where uh, information just flows through me. I'm never prepared for it, right? But when I look at people's jinkies, it can give me a structure, can give me answers, it can give me some an idea, not just from my imagination, but actually looking at people's keys because it does say what shadow they're in, what kind of shadow they could be experiencing in life. And what is the gift? What is the city? What is this highest state of the being? So when I know for someone, the highest state of the being is that archetype, I'm just holding them in that archetype. I'm just envisioning them that that's who they are. And they, when they're in my energy field, they just get uplifted just from me knowing and believing and seeing them in their light. Mm -hmm. So that's why when people work with me, they get activated really quickly. Because I just, I just, I, I feel them and I hold them up to the highest self, highest being, highest potential of who they can be. And sometimes they do, you, you do want someone next to you that has that vision for you, yeah. has that belief in you. That's why I work with coach, especially privately is so, it's just so much quicker, so much more powerful if I were to do it by yourself. But for anyone listening, if you don't have the means to work with a coach right now, like go into jinkies.com, see what your profile is, buy a book and read about your shadows and your gifts and your light and your cities. Even just reading those chapters will activate you, will help you. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is the work of contemplation. It's not, it's, it's the work of sitting with yourself in devotion every single day and covering that day by day by day. But this this work this work works. I just know it, it does yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely love that. And I know just on like another note, I know that you talk about like energy being everything, like energy over you know the mindset. Can you speak a little bit to that about like how connecting to our hearts and you have been speaking about it, but in in a direct yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do feel. Everything is, I, I think of everything in threes, like it's body, mind, and soul, right? 
I don't think you can only work on a mindset. I mean, some people hire mindset coaches and some people maybe hire somatic healers, right? (laughs) And some people maybe do some energetics and have a spiritual teacher. It's a combination of three. I look at all three things. Like I can't, you cannot just work on an energy without like really doing the work within your body, or you can just work on the mindset and completely forgetting the body. Like you have to work on three. Mm-hmm. on all those three states right physical emotional mental and spiritual right so for me it's it's a combination of these things and I feel like if you really approach it from those perspective it can be that much more powerful so I do believe we are an energy beings like we are not just a human who has a soul we're actually a soul having a human experience so more mm-hmm. than anything we are an energetic being mm-hmm. right I do feel that a soul is so vast and so multifaceted and multidimensional and only part of our soul resides in the physical body. That's what I feel Uh, because part of it is outside of a physical body because that it's, it have more more of a higher frequency, (laughs) but when you do energetic work, when you do meditations, for example, I always envision that I have through my crown, a part of my soul, part of my higher self, entering through my body, into my crown, into my heart. So when I sit in meditations, I just envision that I'm embodying more of my soul. Wow, that's powerful. That is so powerful. Yeah. So that's the work I do. And and, And the more you work on clearing out your shadows and becoming lighter, you having more capacity for your soul to enter into you. And why do, does anybody want more of the soul in them? Is because when you more of your higher self, you just you just know things. You just you, your intuition is on point. You become that much more magnetic. You become that much more blissful. You start living in joy. You start living in bliss. You just become lighter. But you have to every cell of your body is becoming lighter. Mm-hmm. when you're doing healing work when you're releasing your shadows so more and more and more you embody more and more and more of your higher self more and more of your soul and that's the mastery when i'm talking about like my i i, I my school is called elena visionary the school of self-mastery you become more of a master you become the that your heart is now ruling and leading you know the famous uh quote by albert einstein the mind it needs to be your servant of your heart not the other way around right we need the mind we need the ego we need the body we need this while we're in a human experience but the more you're becoming of your soul the more you're becoming of your higher self baby you manifest and you run this world and like you run your life on a very different level you become your own master and yeah. then that it's easier than it's like you listen to the news, you listen to what's going on in politics, you listen to what's going like you start listening to these stories and they're like, oh my God, it just doesn't resonate with you anymore. You just become your own master. So that's the that's that's the beauty of this work. And for women, yeah, you become very intuitive. I mean, I feel like I stopped aging the past 10 years. Like I'm in my mid forties and like have, I have never done yeah, any you look incredible. cosmetic yeah. work. Like yeah. I, you become, you, you, you have your own vitality. You have your own connection to your own source. Yeah. It's, oh, it's very different. And it's like in everything, like you just become very central. The way you would eat something, it just becomes very like a different mm-hmm. experience. 
the way you make love with your partner, like it just ripples into every aspect of your life, how you are with yourself, how you are with your family, how you are in your business. That's the mastery that I invite everybody to just take this path to get there. It's beautiful. Oh, that was so beautifully said. So I think because that was such an incredible way to kind of come to come to a close, but what is, is do you, are you, you're balancing the feminine masculine. Do you have a structured morning routine? Do you, are you incredibly like fluid with what you do day to day? Like, how do you check in with yourself on the regular? Yeah. Great question. I do have a morning practice. I really do believe in the magic of mornings. I wake up very early. I am just naturally who I am. But then I think when I went through my spiritual awakening, because I was working on Wall Street, I would wake up very early because that was my only time that I could be with myself. Those few hours in the morning, like 5 a.m., 3 a.m. club, 5 a.m. club. I, I remember I'm part of all these clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's because like the matrix gets on and everybody starts, you know, like you want this, you, you want the field to be empty and available for you when you get connected to your higher self. So I do mm. believe in the magic of mornings. I love to light a candle to do some writing. I love essential oils. I use it all the time. I have my, um, some instruments that I can maybe do some sound healing. I have my crystals. Like I have it all. Like I honestly have it all, but the most important tool, the most important skill is like connecting to your own higher self and having that guidance. So every morning I light a candle and I just sit in a, in a meditation. I can move my body a little bit, drink a warm water with lemon, uh, scrub my tongue, take a cold shower, just get really connected to my body and my soul. I do a lot of journaling. Um, I love doing the gratitude journal. I think that's a very helpful tool. When you're grateful for what you have today, it's just you become this magnetic uh, person that just attracts more of that. So having gratitude every day for what you have is 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 a blessing. So so for sure, I connect with myself every single morning and at night as well, because I do believe um, our dreams are very powerful and we can get a lot of insights and activations from our dreams. So before I go to bed, I have a, a ritual and a practice where I disconnect from my phone, from the blue light. And I think of my day in reversal. So kind of like clearing out my mind from what have happened so I can go deeper into my dreams while I sleep. And then you wake up in the morning more energized and you get into your morning routine. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. That's that's really magical the way you described it. And that nighttime routine, well, both, but yeah, the dreams. Wow, that's so interesting. Wow. So, okay, can you just share where people can find you and what if there's something coming up that you want to share, another retreat or just a program yeah. or whatsoever? Yeah. Well, thank you. So elenavisionary.com is my website and my Instagram is elenavisionary as well. I am right now working with people privately. I don't have any group programs, but I do want to create one in October, November timeframe. I am going to Egypt mm -hmm. in 10 days. So I think it's going to be a very activating trip for myself. I know I won't be the same after this trip. So I don't want to really plan anything after I come back in terms of like a pipeline of what I'm doing. I do want to do another retreat in Tulum, um, hopefully beginning of 2024, probably March of 2024. Mm -hmm. And 
I want to create some group program as well that I can take people through the journey. I have this program called Goddess Codes, where I activate women from different perspectives. But it's not on the calendar yet because I don't know what's going to happen from Egypt. Mm, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Maybe I will birth another program. But for now, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, I do Jinkies readings. Okay. And I work with people privately in a three to six months containers. So I welcome you to my world. Amazing. I will include all that information. Oh my gosh. It was so, it was so, so nice. You really have such a beautiful way of speaking and it's so, such a result clearly of the work that you do. And I just thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited to connect with you. Thank you so much for joining us on the North Star podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your presence. If you want to chime in on the conversation, you can send me a DM at Mac Castro on Instagram. I mean it when I say that I'm really always happy to hear from you, be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large. I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, carry out our calling, and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. Thank you again for joining us and I'll see you next time.